Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello, listeners. Did you know that the Rogue Valley Role Players podcast is an affiliate of BattleBards? BattleBards is an online repository of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Check out their website at BattleBards.com, and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you sign up for a Prime membership. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben, I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are ready to play another exciting session of Valley of Famine. Once again, my name is Ben, I am the marshal tonight, running the shindig, doing the things, hurting the cats, all that good stuff. My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. And she's a hex singer, and Daisy's maid of honor. Aww. Dun dun dun. This is Austin playing Wine on Beardslay, the spy with the mostest from the east to the west coastest. Oh god. Oh, we got a rap here today. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ed, and I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, but people call her Rail and Daisy because tonight she's on the rails into the tunnel of love getting married to Jonathan Graves. Doll. Hello, I am Nick. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the samurai who is made of honor. <laughs> nice. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> All right, so we open up with Wynon. It's the day of the wedding, Daisy's wedding. Um, where is is Wynon right now? It's morning. It's early, so it's not like. The time for the wedding just yet, but it's the day of. Um, I think Wynon is p- paranoid about Gun, so he has been basically getting a, a posse together to uh, watch for any signs of, of the uh, dangerous gunslinger in case he comes to try to interrupt this special day. Okay. Um, anyone specifically that he's gathering? Billy and the Bailey boys. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um... So, where is this scene taking place? Um, I think he's just sent them off to uh, handle this little uh, gun-watching problem. Okay, alright, so... Um, And he's faced with the difficult decision of where to be so that he doesn't have to be at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) He's really, like, kind of sweating about it and trying to, like, keep keep a cool face, but also, like, there's a mixture of guilt and also wine on insanity in there that kind of makes kind of dirties the whole thing up. So as far as where he is in town, hmm, where would you go to forget your problems? Probably a bar. Probably. There's the claim. Yeah. And there's Flint's. Which I, we, we've already pretty thoroughly established that no one is going to Flint's. Yeah, he doesn't like Flint's. He already like gave them a terrible review when he on, left. On Weird West Yelp. Like, Welp, which would be like what the the male tribune essentially it's like a little orphan kid that people kick around so that he yelps wow <laughs> don't go to flint's it's a terrible place people kick me twice as hard <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, I think he goes to the claim, and he's actually going to pay extra to drink in the back room by himself. Okay, all right. Like a weirdo. Like a weirdo. Uh, before we move on, go ahead and give me an extra Benny. I might need it. Playing an adventure, adventure card. card. <laughs> I'm talking, Austin. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> uh, double dealing. Get two additional whole cards in a duel. Or draw two extra cards when dealing with the devil. You can play this card to gain a Benny instead, which is what Lionel is doing. Um, okay, so you're in this back room. What are you drinking? Mm, definitely, like, the hardest liquor he can get his hands on. Uh, you know, he's he's trying to do it in moderation with, like, small sips, but uh, wants to kind of forget a lot. Um, okay, you're sitting there, you're you're drinking, um, just uh, slowly getting your buzz on. Uh, what what is going? Let's let's describe what what's going through Wynon's mind right now. Let's let's get some uh, interior monologue or, or whatever going. Okay, I think he's remembering back to when he was a kid uh, and his mom was still alive. Uh, she had died during the Civil War. Uh, when basically a swarm of zombies devoured their their farmstead. (laughs) So uh, he's remembering back to when he was a kid and Jonathan was always getting him in trouble and just kind of like having this mixture of hatred and also like fond memories from his youth when nothing was like as terrible as it is now. Yeah, you're you're kind of lost in those thoughts when uh, you're suddenly jarred into the the present um, as uh, you hear the the uh, screech of a chair being pulled back, and uh, someone sits down in front of you. And you look lost in thought, agent. And it's the the director sitting across from you. Madam director, I'm off duty. As am I. You can uh, call me. Aurora. I'd rather not. Director is what I should call you because you're the the director. That's what feels right. Gotta do what feels right. Mm-hmm. And he takes another sip. I suggest you slow down on that uh, wine on. Well, I paid for this drink and I paid to be in this back room so director frankly fuck your suggestions Mr. Beardslay what what is it you want from the agency I'd kindly like to forget everything that came before and just do my job. That's all I really want. We can't erase your past memories, not without doing irreparable harm to your current skills. Is that an option? Can I just request you to just blow it all away? Because I can write the papers. I'm good at writing papers. 
You are, but we have others that are also good at writing papers. You have a very select set of skills, Mr. Beardsley. Murder, disguise, lying, stealing, <laughs> causing a revolution. Sure, lots of skills, lots of useful things I can do. I'm sure I'm very helpful. You have been. Our work is hard, it is thankless, and sometimes we must do things to protect the greater good that weigh heavily on our souls. But they must be done. What soul? Now oh, come now, Mr. Beardsley. You have a soul, or else you wouldn't be this upset. In fact, if you weren't, I'd be concerned. I don't know how to take that, but I think I'll take another drink. Go ahead and take another drink. Mr. Wynon, I'm going to extend your assignment here. Why? There is definitely something going on in this valley. And with the exception of yourself, we are completely blind here. We have no other agents. We have no informants. We need boots on the ground, as they might say in the military. Sounds like you're about to give an order, but I haven't heard it yet. An assignment like this is not something I can just order. This is going to be for the long term, Wynon. And you may in fact have to sever ties with the agency. Why is that? There's a reason we have no eyes here, why we're effectively blind. And that is because something or someone has managed to trace our various agents and eliminate them. No. Okay. Um, well, can it wait? Can you just give me a, a dossier or something like that to read later when I'm on duty? Mr. Beardsley, an agent is always on duty. The question you must ask yourself now is, do you want to continue to be an agent? You should just shoot me. End it all. And why is that, Mr. Beardsley? Because if I'm not going to be an agent anymore, then I'm not anything. Now, you know that's not true. Looks pretty true from the reflection in my glass. I don't see anything except the whiskey. Mr. Beardsley, you're not without friends here. It defies belief, but you have friends. You even 
remarkably have family. If you wanted to start over, now's the opportunity. And most people, especially those in our line of work, don't get that kind of opportunity. He, he gets very quiet for a moment and kind of looks down at his lap. And then with a quick motion, he swipes the whiskey off the table and tosses it to the floor and, and stands out of his chair, knocking the chair over. There's no going back from me. I'm spent. This is what I am now. I can be nothing else. Well, Mr. Beardslay, it seems you're uh, a bit further into that whiskey than uh, I had thought. I'll leave you to it. I have other conversations to have with other people before I leave. We'll speak again when you're on duty. Good day. And she kind of tips her hat to you and stands up and walks out of the room. He uh, stoops over after she leaves to pick up his chair and kind of stumbles a bit as he tries to ride it. Um, and then sits in it and just basically flops over onto the floor. Okay. I think it'd be a little weird for Jonathan to suddenly be there that quickly in this scene. So uh, you flop over onto the floor uh, and you're just laying there. How how many drinks have you had? Or is like wine on the lightest lightweight that ever was? <laughs> Uh, so I, Austin, in real life, don't know how many drinks you need to, like, be completely shit-faced, but he's completely shit-faced. Okay, so he's probably had a couple of shots. Yep. And I think he's kind of, like, drunk, crying a little bit on the floor. So, you probably... Wynon lies there for a while. You're you're lost in your, your, your drunkenness and your self-pity, so you're not really sure how much time goes by. Uh, but eventually you, you feel, you hear some footsteps and you feel a hand on your shoulder. Um, and, uh, you hear your brother's voice say, Herod, are you okay? What'd you do now? Uh, nothing yet. I'm getting married. Oh, that's right. Uh, help me up if you would of course he gets an, an arm under your shoulder and, and gets you to your feet and guides you over to a, a chair sets you down you know I don't like her at all but I guess you could do worse Daisy is one of a kind mm-hmm I'm seeing her kill a lot of people <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm still remembering the cultists at the yeah. lake with Yormink and her just sklick. <laughs> well, that was it. Oh, look at all those dice rolls. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jonathan kind of, there's a long pause. Jonathan just kind of, kind of processes that information. Like, it's, is it surprising? No, but, you know, there's, there's always like, this is the person I love and, there's this other person that goes off on adventures and kills monsters and, and sometimes people. It's been a weird winter. And I mean Brother, your hands ain't exactly clean either. 
Wynon looks at his hands for a second and then it clicks that he's talking metaphorically. <laughs> no, they're not. Listen, I know I'm not very nice, but I hope you have a nice wedding. I think I will. You sure you won't come, Arab? I was planning to integrate myself with the crowd on the lookout for the fugitive gun. But I was going to be disguised. I had a really good disguise built up too, Mr. McHarold. Was Mr. McHarold a drunk? No, no. He was a farmer. I had hayseed I was going to chew on, and I had a very convincing wig lined right up. But, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Does that sound like it would work? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe before you, you hit the bottle, it could have worked. I'm not, I'm not real sure. Herod, we haven't talked much. I only know what Daisy and Rachel and Haru have told me about the things you do. It sounds like you're, sounds like you're pretty fucking amazing. Oh, thanks. Good to have a fan. Uh, is the wedding today? Because I thought it was tomorrow. No, it's today, Herod. Oh, shit. Come on. Come on, let's get you up. I I won't be in disguise, though. You'll be, you'll, you'll be my brother. Oh. You'll be the best disguise. I don't know if that's convincing. Seems cliche. The long-lost relative returns to town just in time for the wedding. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is, brother. Okay. <laughs> it's not a disguise. That's... That's just what it is. Mm. Look, I can't, I can't see Daisy right now, but let's get you over... Let's get you over to uh, the house, and uh, she can fix you up in time for the wedding. I think perhaps I should have a cup of coffee. Oh, she's she's got the stuff. Can you ask her to leave the tobacco out? Sure. <laughs> right, right. Perhaps she has a dress or a wig I could don before the wedding. And, and that would work just fine. He kind of passes out for a second. <laughs> When you next come to, you're you're slowly you're slowly stumbling uh, out of the claim into the main street of Jacksonville. Jonathan's supporting you. Um, I think Haru, we're going to introduce you to the scene at this point. Uh, you're uh, riding in from your ranch uh, or Macario's ranch, really, um, for the wedding. Uh, describe Haru. Well, I'd be wearing a nicer suit than I normally would wear. Because I'm under the the effects of the staff, I I look cleaned up. <laughs> so I just you know I'm, I'm I'm fairly clean, like clean clothes, very clean and pressed, and like I just got done with it getting cleaned up. I'm riding on Coon, who's none too happy still to be lugging my undead corpse, but he does it anyway. <laughs> and uh, Lazarus is feeling 
particularly talky today. He's uh, manifested for your eyes only, but he's like sitting uh, backwards on Kuhn so that his back is like pressed up against yours. And he's lounging backwards and he's giving you all sorts of unsolicited advice on what to do at weddings and dancing and, and stuff like that. And you almost get the sense that he's actually more excited for this than you are. I'm, I'm not saying your advice isn't warranted. It's just I, I have seen American weddings since I've been here. I, but have you participated in one, Haru? No, I've never been invited. No, no, you have not. You've never been invited because you don't have any fucking friends because no one likes you, Haru. But uh, that, that aside, listen, ain't, ain't no shindig quite like a wedding. Let me tell you. I okay, and he proceeds to tell you. <laughs> I guess I and this I, I see. Yeah, you see Jonathan uh, stumbling out. He's kind of he doesn't probably does not have like his wedding clothes on just yet, but he seems to be uh, helping uh, wine on walk along. Uh, oh, uh, Jonathan, are you needing help with wine on there? Yeah, yeah. Looks like. Uh, Looks like my big brother had just a few too many drinks, um, and uh, we need to get him uh, sobered up and cleaned up. Would you would you do me a favor, uh, Mr. Matsuhara, and take him on over to the house? Ask Daisy to give him something to help with sobriety, and maybe help pick him out a you know, some uh, a nice suit or something. Not a problem. I hop down off of Coon, kind of put an arm under Wynon's other shoulder, bring him over to Coon, and kind of drape him over the, the hind quarters. <laughs> he starts mumbling, uh, Mr. Matsuhara, I knew you were dead from day one, but you're a fine fucking soldier. Are you sure you want to sober him up? This could be fun. <laughs> I think we agree on something, but we're going to follow Jonathan's wishes for today. We'll get wine on drunk another day. Uh, uh, Mr. Matsuhara, are you, are you, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Too much weird stuff goes on around here. I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> Jonathan walks away. And I, uh, hop on Coon and ride up to the house and help him off the back <laughs> Bring him to the door. So, Daisy, <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Oh, man, all kinds of things. What, like, how, T-minus uh, how many hours now? Uh, I don't know. Don't ask me that question. You got, like, five hours. Five hours? Oh, wow. She's got a day of book okay. that's just, like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it early in the morning? Yeah, it's... Oh, I'm sleeping, then. <laughs> so then so yeah. you do you do in fact wake up uh to the sound of someone banging on your door okay oh, oh my god oh my god am i late <laughs> jonathan you're not supposed to see me it's 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 haru oh haru oh good i'm, I'm glad jonathan 
Uh, come in. I, I, I gotta get dressed. I guess I'm running late, huh? And, and, Just woke up. And, and, and why not? Both of you. Why not? Gilmore. What, what happened to you? <laughs> the Crypt Keeper over here. <laughs> the Salmon Moose. I think uh, to your question, <laughs> why not mutters a bit and you don't really understand what he's saying. <sighs> oh. It's a lot earlier than I thought. Well, get him in here. Jonathan has invited him to your wedding. He needs to be sobered up. He said you would have something special. You're, you're coming? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to come to the wedding? Oh, yeah, I don't. He seems confused. He He's deep into it, the drink. Alright, let's get him some coffee. Your coffee? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Daisy has her hands on her hips like Wonder Woman pose. <laughs> You've probably been waiting years to, to get to use your coffee on someone. <laughs> it's just chewing tobacco run through a coffee grinder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That'll so wake you up. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! <laughs> That's so nasty. Don't forget lace with ghost rock. <laughs> Heated with it, please. the wackiest yeah, yes. of tobacco. Ugh. So yeah, Daisy fires up the infernal device that serves as a coffee machine and uh, brews you. Uh, cup of her special sobriety coffee. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote, which smells um, questionable. What percentage alcohol is this? None yet. We're going to pour a shot into it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, you're already (laughs) wasted before the wedding. (laughs) Okay, apparently we are going to have a die roll tonight. Cause, uh, Bigger yeah, roll? Yeah. Roll, are, are you drinking it? Oh, yeah. All right. I think he's, he's beyond refusing it. Okay, so you're drinking it. Go ahead and roll Vigor. Sounds like a request. Rolling Vigor. Uh, simple. Simple. Okay. You're sober. But? You also feel wretched. Like you just drank a mug of... Chewing tobacco strain coffee with a shot of whiskey in it. Also was percolated by by ghost rock boiled water. There's probably some old coffee grounds in there somewhere. There's there's a trace of coffee in it. It's pro- there's probably a, a raw egg that was put into it and that was the foulest thing. I've ever experienced in my entire life. But you're sober now. I don't think I can stand. Well, sit down, sit down. You will in about five minutes when you need to go puke. Why am I here? You agreed... Jonathan said that you agreed to go to the wedding, but he needed you sobered up. Oh. Okay. He needs a suit. 
Well, oh yeah, he needs a suit. Cause there's some, uh, there's some something that got dribbled on your shirt. I've got a suit. Oh yes. Well, good thing that you and Jonathan are brothers, because that means you're about the same size. So. Does that? We're not twins. Well, me and my brother are not twins, but we're about the same size. No, my brother is a beanpole compared to me. I think that's the case with with Wynon. He's more of a beanpole compared uh, to like Jonathan, but they are, I think, about the same height. So I think he's going to get something that's like way too big and also way too flamboyant for Wynon. He's going to get like one of Jonathan's like trademark hustling outfits. One of his. Uh... Say it, I dare you. <laughs> Gentleman stagecoach robber outfits. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yep, I think it's it's like uh, it's like a it's a deep royal blue color. The shirt is okay. It's got rhinestones on it, but it doesn't look cheesy. And, and like it's got one of those. Oh, sorry. And it's got one of those poofy like white. I don't know what they are. The handkerchief things. Cravat. Like, it's got a cravat. You've got some gaudy outfit on, and uh, just about ready for the wedding. He's wobbly but sober. transition from Daisy's house, the mayor's house, uh, to the Jacksonville graveyard. It's, uh, it's quiet as a graveyard typically tends to be. There's, uh, probably a a couple of trees, one of, one of which we see like, uh, two large ravens just kind of chilling out in there. We see, uh, Edgar Pittman's, uh, home. It's somewhere between a cabin and just like a shack. So it's like on the verge. It's just a just a smidge too large to be just like a, a shack. And then we see uh, Rachel. Rachel is kind of slowly making her way through the gravestones with Scout by her side. See? Oh my God! <laughs> Who's Scout? He's my dog. You have a dog? I do. And she makes her way to Macario's grave uh goes up to the headstone and kind of you know clears it of dead leaves and things like that and then puts her hand on the headstone and sighs and says i wish you could see this day daisy's getting married and it's just not going to be the same without you there i know you would have loved to have been there, loved to have seen Daisy walk down the aisle, see how happy she is, even if she is marrying a stagecoach robber. Well, since you can't be there in person, I just, sometimes I get the sense that you're still around and well, this may be silly, but if if you're listening, if you're out there and you can hear me, I just ask that. Don't let anything happen to Daisy on her wedding day. I can't bear to lose another friend. And uh, I want you to know, I thought long and hard about what I could do to make it feel like you were there. And, well, I think you're going to like it. 
gonna bring some color into this when and then she kind of you know shakes herself and pats the gravestone awkwardly because she's that kind of person <laughs> and uh says come on scout and kind of whistles at her dog and they head back into town okay you probably do head over to the sheriff's office to check in on Ross or Billy or whoever is on duty. Uh, make sure Red is still in her cell. And as you're you're walking up, uh, you see the director standing uh, outside, just kind of leaning uh, against the the wall of the the sheriff's office. Morning, director. Morning, deputy. How does the day find you? Uh, so far, so good. Good. A sheriff in? Uh, no. Actually, in point of fact, he's out. I don't suppose you have a key to the, uh, the office? I do. I could pick the lock, but I thought it might be a bit on the, uh, rude side. Appreciate that. Um, so yeah, she pulls out the key and unlocks the door, steps inside. Uh, the director steps in right after you and uh, promptly busies herself with like getting a pot of coffee started. You check to see that Red is still laying on her cot, kind of resigned to her uh, her fate, as it were, just ignoring everything else. So tell me, deputy, how how long have you known? Uh, what is he calling himself now? Ross. About four or five years, I spec. He was here since I moved in. I knew him briefly back before he uh, came out here and started calling himself Sheriff and Abraham Ross and such. Back when he was just uh, Kane Rose. Some nobody from Kansas looking to uh, get revenge. He doesn't talk much about his past with me. What would you like to know? Oh man, Rachel's eyes light up at that. She got a, you know, she's probably got the the coffee percolating at this point, and she sets out a a mug. She's waiting for it to come to a proper boil first, um, and just kind of leans back near the the stove. Such as I'd love to pick your brain about old stories riding with the sheriff. Was there any particular point you were waiting for him this morning? Yeah, I was hoping to have some words with him. We did a little catching up when we were canvassing Flint's the other night. I kind of wanted to know what happened to him. What do you mean? Well, he disappeared. There he was, riding with a ranger, a samurai, a mad scientist. <laughs> Rachel kind of gets a, yeah, like a thoughtful look across her face. I'm kind of like, Ranger, right? <laughs> scientist, like on her fingers. Yeah, flood happened, and then he just disappeared. The rest went about their lives, but all of a sudden, you know, our agent shows up in uh, the Rogue Valley, wires back a dossier on, on each of you. She and rolls her eyes at that. There's, there's this person that sounded suspiciously like Kane. 
Well, like I said, I only met him after I moved up here to the valley. Right, right. Well, Deputy, thank you for the coffee. And uh, I understand there's uh, quite the, f- the festivity going on today. Yeah, in fact, I'm due over at Daisy's pretty soon here. Knowing her, she's still asleep. So I'll go pound on her door and get her up and at him. She's going to miss her own wedding, that gal. Well, uh, why don't I just uh, invite myself along? Shall we? Sure. Yeah, the two of you walk over to Daisy's house, and uh, I think we just about got the gang together. Yeah, uh, Rachel will come up and just, like, kind of start pounding on the door really loudly. Well, I think he knows that Coon is, like, hitched up. Oh, is Coon hitched up out front? I mean, I don't think you took Coon inside the house. (laughs) But, like, would Daisy not have, like, I don't know, a stable around back or something? No, she wouldn't have a stable. Yeah, I would have hitched it to the Coon to the post out front. Oh, yeah. Then Rachel doesn't, like, pound on the door, but she still knocks. I think it sounds like pounding, and to your surprise, you hear Wynon from inside say, It's unlocked, Miss Kennedy. I think it's always unlocked. How'd you know it was me? I feel Rachel! Because you knock like a police officer. Haru, Wynon, they're already here. Oh, okay, I see. I thought I had overslept my wedding, but... Rachel looks at Wynon and then does a double take, I think. His face is as red as his shirt is blue. And then she does a triple take of that outfit, and, like, a puzzled expression comes to her face. And then I think she's probably distracted by, like, Daisy, like, pulling her into the room or something. Come on in. And the director follows in on your footsteps. You seen uh, the sheriff yet, Daisy? Uh, no. Uh, you, you brought your friend, too? Uh, yeah. She was waiting, and I thought the more the merrier. Yeah, I apologize for inviting myself along, but, uh, a wedding is a happy enough occurrence to, to celebrate. Well, come with me. Help me get ready. Yeah. <laughs> I will stay with White on and Yes, it, it would be rather improper. I feel like we're going to go take Daisy into, like, the back rooms of your house and start the whole process of getting you ready the, for your uh, wedding. The, what do you call Bachelorette that? party! <laughs> the makeover montage. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're giving you a bath. <laughs> we are brushing your teeth. Like, what? No, I mean, these have to be clean. We are doing, like, it's an elaborate hairstyle. <laughs> We're, like, taking away your chewing tobacco at every opportunity. <laughs> I picture you. I picture Rachel, like, running a comb through Daisy's hair and just pulling out clumps of dirt. Yeah. No, she keeps her hair. She's not a, she's not a ratty kind of... Clumps of tobacco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at some point, Rachel's probably going to, like, stick her head out the door and be like, we need more uh, water heated on the contraption. I don't know what Daisy calls it. A stove. Daisy, you can never tell. Just, just because just it like runs on ghost, just the stove. <laughs> just because it runs on ghost rock and has five burners doesn't mean it's not a stove. We call the thing on top of it a tea kettle. Okay, well we're gonna need a lot more hot water. Yeah, Daisy's not really that dirty of a 
No, she's <laughs> not. Doesn't matter. You're still getting scrubbed. I think. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the wedding day. You gotta get scrubbed. Yeah. Um, describe Daisy's dress. Well, unless I'm actually, she, you know, she has the money to like order something from back east, but that's not what she did. She actually hired someone like local, the best seamstress in town, which you know, it's it's Medford, 1885, or Jacksonville. So, so someone who's competent, but the material is probably not like anything really fancy. But what the person was able to do with it makes it really extravagant. So it's like might just be like bleached muslin, but it's like really nicely done, pleated, and looks extravagant. I'm picturing you getting Daisy in her wedding dress and she immediately goes for a fanny pack and like clasps it around her waist. <laughs> and you have to take it off. <laughs> Tool belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it off when I go down the aisle. Now it's got, it's got a tool belt designed into the dress. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> who's going to carry the rail gun? I think Rachel's giving you a little bit of like advice too girl talk while all that stuff's going on why not and haru just downstairs going yep <laughs> yeah you can like hear like uh, it's like i'm not sure like what's the layout of your house are we like upstairs and you guys are downstairs so yeah you probably hear like every now and then like some really like just like loud thumps or something i don't know like yeah <laughs> the rail gun goes off <laughs> yeah you hear rachel screaming at one point no put that back <laughs> Scout's sitting downstairs. Every now and then he kind of looks over where Lazarus is standing and gives a growl uh, and, a, and a snuff and then goes back about his doggy business. Could be worse, Scout. Could be worse. Yeah, could be you. That was uncalled for. <laughs> I, I think it was called for. You did kill me after all. Yep. I remember every single day. (laughs) So, murder? No. Alright, alright, alright. I had to ask. I mean, you'd forget it was me if I didn't ask about murder. That is true. You ask about murder at least once a day. Like, why not? Is it like just... <laughs> yeah, are you like saying this all in front of why not? Well, why not knows? Why, so. why not knows that I'm... Oh, okay. yeah, so he, he knows I'm dealing with it. <laughs> Mr. Matsuhara, I've been wondering for a while. What does it look like? Whatever you're talking to. It. It. You, you fucking tell him I ain't no goddamn it. I was going to. I was going to offer you a shred of respect. Oh, okay. All right. Don't get too carried away. In life, a shred. In life, he was Lazarus Black. Still, in a way, he is. In, what, what do you mean, in a way? Well, you mean you're a demon now. Well, yeah, but I'm still Lazarus fucking Black. It's true, but you're still different. Eh, not really. That's... Okay, that's fair. I don't know why I bothered to ask a simple question, since you haven't answered it (laughs) he looks like he did in life a confederate soldier but skin scorched black skin scorched cracked cracked weeping blood all together terrible his nose is like missing it's just just like a gap in his skull think about a person who's been burned alive but is still alive and then cries blood 
and then put that in a Confederate soldier uniform and give it an attitude of an asshole. It seems like you're friends. Am I reading too much into it? It's a tolerable existence. He could be worse. You're goddamn right, I could be worse. You remember the the demon that we fought in... Shanfan. Shanfan. Shanfan Haru. You, you immigrated from there. Why is your memory so terrible? <laughs> For the audience, Nick is flipping Ben off. In Shanfan, do you remember the demon we fought? Yes, I remember the demon that we fought. I tried to use your swords to kill it. Lazarus is more annoying than evil. Obnoxious. Obnoxious, even. A- a- annoying would imply that I don't put any effort into it. That- that's true. Obnoxious is a better word. Effort is there. That sounds unbearable, Mr. Matsuhara. I pity you deeply. Because <laughs> that's what I want to pity. And you shush over there. Uh, make me. If I could, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them it's like having a little voice in your head that you've got no control over that talks incessantly all day, every night. Nothing you can do can make him stop. Haru's eyes just kind of widen in that, like, if I could strangle him, I would (laughs) kind of look. And your very immortal existence relies on that voice being around. You look like you have something you want to say, Mr. Matsuhara. Never forget that, Haru. We're in this together forever. That really came off super menacing, didn't it? It's nothing... Why not? It's just... I want my life back. Desperately. Well, I can tell you that harrowed studies are ongoing. Perhaps we will one day find some sort of... If not cure, then... mm, a way to lessen the symptoms. Uh, I, I heard about those things, those tests. Don't don't volunteer for none of that. We are always looking for volunteers. Don't don't do it. I hear they do things like autopsies and stuff. It's unpleasant. Like, not just for me, but you too. In the interest of full disclosure, they may take tissue samples. Tell you what. They also do things like remove your head from your body and put it in a jar. Tell you what, I come across any bad Harrowed, you can have them and then let me know. Good plan. Good plan. Solid plan. We have a ready supply of those. Then that will suffice. Alright, where where are we going with this scene now? I don't know. I was going to say, maybe now is when Rachel and Daisy yeah. come downstairs. Sounds like a, as like, good a plan as any. Been a solid three hours at least, maybe even four. Yes, maybe something like that. It's almost time. Dun, dun, dun. Haru's leaning against the wall, you know, like he normally does anytime he's in a room. 
Yeah, so uh, Rachel, I think, probably comes downstairs first so that you can have, like, a big reveal. Um, Rachel has, like, a little mini reveal, though, because she is wearing a dress. She's going to steal Daisy's thunder. A little bit. (laughs) Uh, It's one of those high-waisted dresses where it kind of comes up right underneath the bust, and it's this dark forest green material. And then she has kind of a lighter pastel green um, blouse that covers uh, the like upper part of the dress. And her red hair is in this long, kind of simple yet elegant braid down her back. And she is wearing these heeled leather boots. Um, and you've never seen Rachel wear any sort of color at all. Blink, Harrow, blink. That's actually a really good moment because Haru would be like, like that, that doesn't translate well to the podcast. <laughs> well, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure describe, out how to describe, it. describe easy words. I'm trying to. <laughs> He's Haru looks at Rachel coming down the stairs and looks with awestruck, just like she's so beautiful. But then it's kind of a bittersweet moment because it's he's dead. He can't have a life with her. So he and I think Rachel would even note it, like notices that, like he looks at her and then he kind of puts his head down in the. Oh, don't worry, you can dance with me at the reception. Oh God. Uh, I think Rachel is definitely pleased at the reaction that she like got a reaction from you, but then she's also like when she sees you look away, it's also painful for Rachel, and she kind of does that like. She looks the other way because it hurts her too, knowing that, like, yeah, you guys, we can't be together because you're dead. <laughs> uh, and she's got her, I think she's carrying her gun belt in one hand with her two pistols in it. And so she's not uh, packing, is the word? No, she's not healed. That's the word. Ms. Kennedy, I wouldn't presume to try to take your precious guns away, but would you perhaps like help creating some sort of bootstrap? No, it's bad luck to have to wear a gun at a wedding, I think. So I'm going to find someone, I think, to hold on to these for me during the ceremony, but they'll be close by in case there's trouble. But Haru, ever the bodyguard, is armed for the wedding, just in case. (laughs) Aurora will speak up and be like, if you need someone to carry your shooting irons. I was hoping to ask Ross, but I actually haven't seen him. Still, is he here yet? He should be arriving with the stagecoach that's going to bring us over. I figure I'm not riding a horse to my wedding. Yeah. Ross trusts you, so that's good enough for me. All right. And Shelly will hand the gun belt over. Takes it respectfully and, and kind of puts it over her shoulder, slings it over her shoulder. I make my grand descent, and I'll like when I see her, I'm like, "Doesn't Rachel look beautiful? Absolutely gorgeous." <laughs> blank, Hara, blank. <laughs> you didn't blink, and then and then you did it in a really really forced, awkward sort of way. Be cool, be cool, be natural, act natural. Nah, I take that back, actually. Uh, just go ahead and go ahead and be weird. You, act natural ain't right for you. 
I feel like Rachel's also like acting a little awkward. Like she's clearly not used to moving around in a dress for a while. You're gonna turn into a pumpkin if you act natural. Oh, oh, that's right. A pumpkin thing killed you. That was too soon. <laughs> Ow. I'm here for the rest of your life. What life? Oh, don't worry. Once all your uh, friends are dead and gone to worms, we'll have a great time. I'll always be there for you, Haru. Don't you worry. I ship it. Yeah, that was that was supposed to be comforting. I'm sorry. I, 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 having, having said it, I realize that, that sounded real menacing-like, and that was not my intention. I apologize, Haru. Well, well thank you. Uh, so there is, in fact, a knock at the door. I feel like Rachel looks at one of you two. I Haru would open the door. I kind of looked like... Well, better he, not be Jonathan. He opens the door, like, crack to check the door, you know, like, who is it? It's Ross, looking solidly unenthusiastic. He is actually dressed up. He's, uh, he's wearing his duster uh, that he usually wears. Um, but he's managed to scrounge up a a nice shirt and a nice pair of pants from somewhere. He's got his gun belt on, uh, as usual. Still wearing his uh, ratty old hat. Um, but you get the sense that's one of those things that he probably would sooner die than be parted from. Smells like booze. And and he's got a cigar lit and says, Well, I'm here. Well, all right. You got the stagecoach ready? Uh, yep. Well, are we ready to go, everybody? Let us go. Um, so as we're leaving, Rachel steps up to Ross and kind of affectionately adjusts his tie. I'm not sure that he's wearing a tie. Maybe like a... Collar? Bolo. A bolo, yeah. And uh, says, you almost look presentable. God help us all. Yeah, and she'll smile at him and then move into the stagecoach with Daisy. Yep, uh... Who else is getting in the, the stage? Because I think the director is going to step in. Haru's going to ride Kuhn out in front. Uh, if there's room for wine on on the back, he'll just kind of like hang on out there. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how. I, I can't picture a stagecoach in my head. Really, there's usually four seats in the cab. There's a net in the back for like baggage and stuff like that. And then there's usually a bench seat with the driver. You could sit with the driver. Yeah, sure, he'll sit with the driver. Okay, you clamber up, you're sitting next to Ross, who's driving the uh, the wagon. Ah, so they roped you into this too, huh? Um, yep, that's what, that's what happened. You ever been to a wedding before? I'd rather not reveal that information. Uh, okay. No, no, not 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 like not like this. Certainly, this this is my this is my first. Yeah. Oh well. Same yes. here. Where do we stand? I don't know. I'm supposed to give Daisy away, which seems weird. I'm much better at shooting scary things than I am at doing this. I'm much better at hiding in a crowd instead of being an eyesore. He looks like he's about to contradict that statement and then he just kind of like does a looks looks over your your attire one more time and then just kind of like busies himself <laughs> with driving the wagon. 
I let Gilmore dress me. What was I thinking? Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and BattleBards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen, and don't hesitate to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast on Twitter, or join us on our Discord server. We'd love to hear from y'all. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. This is what I am now. I can be nothing else. Where do you want to go with this scene, Austin? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going for the drama at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, this, this at all. We didn't discuss this. Okay. All right. Maybe we should discuss it because I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what more to say.